Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. Glad to have you on here. Flipping on Instagram as well. Hey, Facebook, YouTube, got Instagram down here. Glad to see you jumping on already. I see Danette's on. I see Miss Suzanne. I see Sarah. Hey, glad to have y'all. Thank y'all for jumping in uh, on the broadcast today. Go ahead and like and share. If you're watching on YouTube and you're not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe. I, we, we, I saw someone subscribed yesterday. So it's interesting, you know, you'll get notifications from YouTube uh, about things that you watch, even if you're not subscribed. But when you subscribe, you're able to be much more active with everything that we're doing. And of course, on Instagram Live over here as well. And if you missed yesterday's broadcast, no worries. It's still up, of course, will forever be up. Uh, as long as there's a Facebook or YouTube, you can always go back and check uh, yesterday's broadcast, part one of this series that we're teaching, Holy Spirit, the Helper you need. And yesterday's broadcast is up on Facebook. It's up on YouTube. If you prefer the podcast, search Gospel Tabernacle Church and you'll find our podcast channel. And it has the uh, episode. Actually, it's going to go live tomorrow morning. I believe it'll be like a day delay, uh, but it's it's all available there. And of course, we're going to be doing a brand new teaching today. Part two, Holy Spirit, the helper you need. And as I mentioned, I put it in the comment section, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We're going to give away two different things today, and or I shouldn't say today, at the end of this week. So, of course, we're meeting every day this week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday's already gone, but we'll be meeting at the same time, 12 to 1, as you saw in the graphic, 12 to 1, Monday through Friday, this entire week. And as you share the broadcast, um, we're going to be giving away two different things. So I'll go ahead and show you. We're going to give away this book, Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit by Lester Sumrall. Awesome book. Awesome book. Mighty man of God. His ministries blessed me so greatly. And then for fun as well, since I mentioned this yesterday, we're going to give away a Chick-fil-A gift card. In fact, I'm feeling very generous. Let's do this. Uh, let's give away two books, two gift cards. So if you win, you'll get a book and a gift card. You'll get a book to read to study more about the Holy Spirit and what he does in your life and lunch on us. How about that? That sound good? And so as you share the broadcast, it will accumulate. So if you shared yesterday, that counts. It's shared today, share tomorrow. The more you share, the more, I guess, uh, opportunities get thrown into the pile for you to win. So go ahead and share the broadcast if you haven't, and you'll be able to uh, be entered in to win those things. All right, let's get started today. Let's open up in a word of prayer and we'll get right into the study today. Father, I come before you, Lord, and I thank you for these precious people that are joining me today, that are listening, that are watching, and that they're studying your word, Lord. We've come with one purpose, Father, that is to know you better, to know how you work and minister in us and through us by the power of the Holy Spirit and his ministry on the earth today. Lord, we thank you that your wisdom, your knowledge is being imparted into us through your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, if you agree, you believe that, go ahead and type amen in the comment sections. Type amen in the comment sections if you believe that. 
We're going to start at the same place today as we did yesterday. I see a few more of y'all jumping on on Facebook and YouTube. Glad to have you. You've come at a perfect time. And as I mentioned, go ahead and share the broadcast and you'll get put in the pot to win lunch and that book. All right. We're going to start at the same place that we started yesterday. And we're going to start at the same place the next three days we're in this study. Beginning at John 14, verse 26. John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit, the helper you need. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, remember, we talked about that word in the Greek, helper, paraclete, comforter, one who comes alongside. If you can imagine, you know, uh, think of like a, a someone at a, maybe you've been to a wedding before. I'm sure we all have been to weddings. And usually the ladies or the guests, when they come up, usually it's the groomsmen or hosts or ushers. They'll, they will escort the ladies. And, and of course, those that come with them to the, to their seats as that host, that groomsman, you know, locks arms with that lady and leads them down to where they need to go. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He is your helper. And I had you put that in the comments yesterday because that's, it is, Powerful to understand that, that God, the Holy Spirit, again, the Holy Spirit's not a spook. He's not a mist. He's not a thing. He is a person. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is God. And the Holy Spirit is your helper. He is your helper. He is the one who has come alongside you to lead you and guide you, to direct your path. And in this sense, in verse 26 of chapter 14, to teach you things. In fact, I want you to put this in the comment section. Type in the comment section, the Holy Spirit is my teacher. The Holy Spirit is my teacher. Put that in the comment section. If you're listening on the podcast channel, I say if you're listening. Those that are listening on the podcast channel, obviously if this is playing, I would hope you're listening. Those listening on the podcast channel, you can say it out loud. The Holy Spirit is my teacher. The Holy Spirit is my teacher. We see that in John 14, 26. Part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is he teaches you. Now, what does he teach you? He brings to remembrance all the things that I said to you. Now, of course, this is Jesus speaking. So he's the Holy Spirit has a job, has a ministry to bring to your remembrance the word of God. See, that that's so important to realize that the Holy Spirit moves upon the Word of God. The Holy Spirit ministers in our lives within the confines of the Word of God. You know, some people, unfortunately, have, and, and it, it goes both ways. Some people say, well, bless God, you know, the uh, I don't know if the Word says it, but the Holy Spirit told me to do it. The Holy Spirit is always going to move upon the Word of God, work within the Word of God, because he's the author of the Word of God. We, we, we mentioned that yesterday. Second Peter 1, in fact, I didn't read it. I just paraphrase quote it, but let me read it. Second Peter 1, I believe it's verse 20. Second Peter 1, uh, verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God was authored by the Holy Spirit through men. 
It was not the word of God is not something that is birth of the will of man. It's not just some guy's idea. It's not just a bunch of guys got together over 1,500 years, 40 different authors, and they all decided to write on the same thing, and it all come together in perfect harmony. It, it had one author, the Holy Spirit, through many penmen, through many ready writers, as the psalm, psalmist said. And the Holy Spirit will teach you the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance what you study and what you learn. And he moves and operates based on the word. Now, that does not mean we have no need for the Holy Spirit. Some people go the opposite direction. Oh, bless God, I just got the word and that's all I need. No, you need the author of the word as well. Uh, as Jesus said, if you have just the letter without the spirit, it killeth. It's dead. The, the word without the spirit's dead. But if you try to get a hold of the spirit without his word, you're not going to have any power. The two are in agreement. The spirit and the word are in total agreement. Your Bible and God, the Holy Spirit, are in 100% total agreement. And he is a teacher. He will teach you. He will teach you. John 15, 26, our second of our three main texts that we're looking at every day. John 15, 26. But when the helper the comforter, the paraclete comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now again, what is the Holy Spirit doing? He testifies or he witnesses of Jesus. I want you to put this in the comment section. Type this out. The Holy Spirit exalts Jesus. The Holy Spirit exalts Jesus. Those on the podcast channel, you can say out loud, the Holy Spirit exalts Jesus. Notice here in verse 26 of John 15, these three main texts that we're looking at each day, they're, they're just one chapter after another. 1426, 1526, 1613, all book of John. Jesus is making the point here, the helper, the Holy Spirit, Notice, I shall send to you. Jesus Christ is the baptizer. We see that in Luke 3. John, we saw that yesterday. John the Baptist said, I baptize with water, but there's one that's coming after me. I'm not even worthy to unlace his shoes. And he that is coming, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And who does he come from? The Father. There's the Trinity. Again, don't let the Trinity confuse you. We serve the triune God, three persons in total perfect unity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, Jesus is sending him from the Father. And he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit exalts Jesus Christ. You, and, and that's another important thing to understand. When the Holy Spirit is empowering you or empowering a church or the body of Christ, it is going to result in Christ being lifted up high. When you, when you lift Jesus up, that's a work of the Holy Ghost. When you lift up Jesus, that is a work of the Holy Spirit. What is the purpose of signs, miracles, and wonders, which I wholeheartedly believe totally are for today in the church today. 
you know, there is it's this idea of cessationism that the work of the Holy Spirit in signs, miracles and wonders and much of what we see in the book of Acts is no longer in work today because we have the whole Bible. But I just can't get there from Scripture. I believe in signs, miracles and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit. And what do signs, miracles and wonders do? One one minister said they are the dinner bell ringing to bring people to the table of God. What do signs, miracles, and wonders do? Well, a wonder makes you wonder. A sign points you to a direction. And a miracle is an inexcusable act of God. Psalms 126, we were like them that dreamed. Our mourning was turned to laughter. And even the heathen say, I'm paraphrasing here, but in the book of Psalms 126, it says, even the heathen will look and say, surely God has done great things among these people. When a miracle takes place, even people who don't believe in Jesus say, you know what? I can't explain it. I just know that it ain't possible, but it happened. And that's what the work of the Holy Spirit does oftentimes through his gifts and through his ministries. It is supernatural evidence that God is alive and that Jesus is who he says he is. The next main verse I want you to see that we're going to touch each day during this broadcast teaching this week, John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, notice he, not it, not a thing, not an attribute of God, but God himself. When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. I want you to put this in the comment section. Type this out in the comment section on the podcast. You can say it out loud. The Holy Spirit will show me secret things. Put that in the comment section. Say it out loud wherever you're listening. The Holy Spirit will show me secret things. The Holy Spirit will show me secret things. I didn't have that written down, but it's a powerful promise that we receive from God. It's something that I often pray, and you can see it in Jeremiah 33, 3. Thus says the Lord, verse 2, Jeremiah 33, 2, thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Praise God. See, there are things that you can only understand by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is just this is just flown out of my spirit. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of the law. There are secret things, and those things can be revealed. And once they're revealed to you, they are yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2. Thank you, Lord. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. None of this is written down. None of this is, this is just coming up in my spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says this, But as is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 
Now notice this, verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Verse 12, 1 Corinthians 2. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that we have been freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I'm not, I mean, not trying to be braggadocious or anything. I mean, wow, that's powerful. That, that was meant for me. I had none of that written down, but it just come up in my spirit by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals to you secret things. He will show you the truth of God. You cannot understand the things of God apart from the Spirit of God. You know, that's sometimes people's problems, isn't it? Maybe you've experienced it. I know I have. When you try to understand God through a natural mindset, through natural wisdom, you're going to hit a roadblock every time. You'll hit a roadblock every time. But when you understand that you see God and you see the secret things of God and you understand his truth by the Holy Spirit and that you have to lean on the wisdom and knowledge of the Holy Spirit and that he will teach you, as we said earlier, the Holy Spirit's your teacher. He's going to reveal things to you. I want you to do this. Put a hand emoji in the comment section if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever been reading your Bible? And you've read a chapter, a verse, a book. You're reading in your Bible, as I would encourage you to do every day. And you read something. You've already read it before, right? You've read this verse one time, two times, ten times, this chapter a dozen times before. But for whatever reason, when you read it this time, it's like fireworks shooting off in your mind and in your spirit. And you get a whole nother understanding and insight of this verse, this chapter, this part of the Bible, this passage of the Bible. Even though you've already read it before, this time it said something completely new to you that you've never seen before. If that's happened to you, put a hand wave in the, in the comment section. Put up an emoji hand wave in the comment section. Podcast listeners, I know I can't see you, but I'll pretend I will. If that's happened to you, just shake your head <laughs> wherever you're listening. That's, that's happened to me so many times. That is a work of the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit saying, here's a secret thing. The, the secret things belong to God, but that which is revealed. Notice that, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to God, but that which is revealed is ours and our children's. So secret things and revealed things. But you understand if it's revealed, it once was a secret which means that when you call on God, John Jeremiah 33, 3, he'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. John 16, 13, I will show you things to come by the power of the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13, I will show, he will show you things to come. The spirit of truth. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the work of the Holy Spirit. Where would we be? without the work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's get into it. So yesterday, we covered that the Holy Spirit is like fire. 
that he cleanses us up and burns away the chaff. He burnt it's the idea of chaff and grain. When farmers go out and they reap in the grain, the whole the, the grain that's within these hulls, the chaff surrounds and protects the grain. And the grain seed is what you need to ground up and turn into flour or meal to bake and to you know, produce food. But the hull, the chaff around it, it's worthless. It's not good to eat. So we have to separate the grain from the chaff. And that's what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is. What is good and righteous and pure from God, the grain, the seed, the word of God, the power of God in us, that's what we want. We want more of it. But if there's any chaff, if there's anything that's of no value, of worthlessness, it's not necessarily always. It does include sin. It does include weights. It does include wrongdoings. Hebrews 12, 1 tells us, let us lay aside every weight and sin. See, there are some things that are, are sin, and we want the Holy Spirit to burn that out of us. Amen. If there's sin lurking around in your heart or mind, let the Holy Spirit clean you up and clean it out. But also there's weights. Maybe it's not necessarily sinful, but it's just not pushing you toward the things of God, right? Just natural habits. I mentioned about reading your Bible. You need to discipline yourself to read your Bible every day. And if there's something, if, if the order of your day makes it where you run out of time at the end of the day, right? I'm bad about this. I want to, right when I wake up, I want to open up my phone and check all the socials, check my emails, check a bank accounts, all that. But the problem is if I do that, I'm burning up my most valuable part of the time, time of my day, which is early in the morning when I can get prayer and study in before my wife and daughter wake up. It's just much easier to do it while they're still sleeping. But if I don't order my day correctly, so it's not necessarily a sin. It's not a sin to check my phone, but it is a weight if I put it before something else like reading my Bible. So there, you, you, know, you understand there's things that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you, lovingly lead you and guide you. And the, he's like fire in that he burns up anything that's not causing you to get closer to God. We also saw that the Holy Spirit was like a dove. In the book of John and Luke 3 and John 1, we see that when Jesus is baptized in water, he's also baptized in the Holy Spirit because the word became flesh. God, Jesus emptied himself of who he was as God and became a man anointed of by the Holy Spirit. We saw that in Acts 10, 38. So we're going to cover some new ground today. The third thing that we see the Holy Spirit is like in your life, in my life, in the life of the believer, the Holy Spirit is like water. Type that in the comment section. Say it out loud, loud where you're sitting. The Holy Spirit is like water. The Holy Spirit is like water. The Holy Spirit is like water. Now, what do we mean by that? The Holy Spirit is like water. Well, we can look at water and its attributes. Again, the, the Bible is giving us natural symbols, natural examples to help us gain some understanding of how the Holy Spirit operates and works in our life. Okay, and the Holy Spirit is like water. What does water do? Well, water gives you life. You're, you're only going to go a couple days without water before you're dead. You cannot live without water. You may go hours or days without it, but you cannot live without water. You're, you're actually just, it's just moments of time before you're, you're dead if you have no water. Water is infinite. 
think about this. You, you maybe you remember going back to to school and science class. Lots of times you do projects with this. I know I did. But with water, you you have the different stages of water, right? We can have water in a cup. I've got my giant water bottle over here, but it's too far to reach. You can have water in a cup. Or if you boil that water, it will turn into mist. And then eventually that mist will become a, it will evaporate. But as we see in the, in the cycle of, of nature, right? Rain falls from the clouds, goes in the ground, is soaked up, fills in rivers and oceans, and the sun evaporates it back into the clouds and then it rains again. And it's a continual cycle. You can't destroy water. There's no way you can't destroy it. It's always there. It's just it just may change shape and form from mist to ice or to flowing water. But it does, never goes away. The Holy Spirit, as he works, he is an eternal work. What he does is eternal things. The Holy Spirit working in you right now is working an eternal work in you. See, when you get saved, when you believe on Jesus, and if you're listening to this and you've never done that, today's the day you need to do that. Don't wait another second. Believe on Jesus as the risen Son of God and confess him Lord of your life. That's why you're seeing this broadcast right now is because he loves you and he wants you to live for him so that he can give you eternal life. Because once you believe on Jesus, it's not when you die, you receive eternal life. No, the moment you believe on Jesus, you receive eternal life by way of the Holy Spirit. So that when you die, as Jesus said, you never die. It's just this body dies. But your spirit, which has been made alive unto God by the Holy Spirit, lives forever. Amen. And that's how that's how the Holy Spirit is like water. Because he has infinite eternal power and he gives life. Now let's look at this. John 7. Man, this is good. I'm excited for this. John 7 verse 37. John 7 verse 37. Hey Miss Shirley Cook, glad to have you on watching. John 7:37. And on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The King James says, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, But this he, Jesus, spoke concerning the Spirit, capital S, concerning the Holy Spirit whom these believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now notice we, we, we just read in John 14, 15, and 16 that Jesus said he was going to send. He would send. He will send forth the Holy Spirit. When did that take place? When Jesus died on the cross, was buried in the grave, and three days and three nights later was resurrected, glorified and ascended to heaven on the day of Pentecost, roughly 50 days from the time of the crucifixion, from the time of him becoming the Lamb of God and being that Passover lamb, which we're going to celebrate in just a few days, him being made alive. Roughly 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, which was a feast of the, of the uh, Jewish people, 
the uh, 120 disciples of Christ. They're in the upper room. They've been there for about 10 days, fulfilling the command of Jesus in Luke 24, 49. You stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high, until you are endued with power from on high. So they're there for roughly about 10 days. And the Holy Spirit, we're going to see here in just a few minutes, comes in like wind and baptizes them with power and with fire. As we saw yesterday, it was as fire sitting on their head. And Jesus is saying, there's one that's coming. For those that believe on me, there is one that is coming and they can receive him and be filled with him. In fact, I want you to put in the comment section, I am full of the Holy Spirit. I am full of the Holy Spirit. Say that out loud where you're listening. Say it by faith. I am full of the Holy Spirit. I'm full of his presence. I'm full of his power. I'm full of his truth. I'm full of his conviction. I'm full of his righteousness. I'm full of his peace. And I'm full of his joy. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness peace, and joy by the Holy Spirit. You want real righteousness, you want true peace, and you want contagious joy, it comes from one place, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And as you believe on Jesus, you are a candidate to not only be infilled with, but baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. Truly, and it's not a one-time event. You understand salvation's not a one-time event. There may be a specific time in your life's history that you can pinpoint and say, this is when I confess Christ as my Lord. But the work of salvation is a continual work. Amen? How many knows that? It's not just a one-time event, a one-day event. Oh, well, 37 years ago, or 22 years ago, I walked an aisle and I said a prayer, and that's pretty much my whole experience with Christ, and I'll be in heaven. Salvation is 2 Corinthians 7.1. Today is the day of salvation. I hope you understand when God works, he works in today. He works in the now. Faith is now. Faith is present tense. Hope is for tomorrow. Remembrance is for yesterday, but faith is for today. And when you believe on Jesus, you have, you have the perfect opportunity, the perfect ability to receive everything he has for you, which is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So that out of your belly, out of your inward man, Understand the King James says belly. That's that's what I have committed to memory. I'm reading out of the New King James, which says out of his heart. And that's what that Greek word there has to do with. It's not the literal belly that, uh, you know, mine's a little hungry. I could use some food right now. <laughs> it's during this lunch hour. It's not out of the literal heart where that this pump valve that pumps blood. It's talking about the inward part of a person, your spirit. So out of your spirit, flows rivers of living water. Out of your spirit flows the Holy Spirit. Out of your spirit flows the Holy Spirit. I mentioned that just earlier today in this broadcast, 1 Corinthians 2. Out of the mind, man understands another man, but it's out of his spirit 
that he understands the things of the Holy Spirit. And that's what you have to get your heart and mind wrapped around. If you're going to understand the things of God, you cannot do it just with natural mind. Now, thank God he's merciful and he's kind because he just told us we're using these examples to open up our understanding of who God, the Holy Spirit is. Because we just said he's like water. Okay, that can kind of give me an idea like water. I'm thinking of like a river. I was reading in my my personal daily reading. I finished up the book of Ezekiel today. And in the last eight chapters of Ezekiel, Ezekiel sees the millennial reign temple, the temple that will be built during the millennial reign of Christ. And he also sees the river that will flow from the throne in the millennial reign. And that river will flow and heal the waters of the worlds. And the trees planted along that river of life will bear fruit in every month for the healing of the nations. See, the river of God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit flows in you like a river. Now, notice that. It didn't say the Holy Spirit's a lake that's just a puddle up inside of you. Amen? The Holy Spirit fills you so that he can flow through you. Put that in the comment section. The Holy Spirit fills me so he can flow through me. I know that's a little bit longer than what we've been writing, but that's good. The Holy Spirit fills me so that he can flow through me. The Holy Spirit fills me so that he can flow through through me. That's why the Holy Spirit empowers you. That's why the Holy Spirit brings you to eternal life. That's why the Holy Spirit brings you truth and understanding. He is filling you with his power, with his virtue, with his might so that he can flow through you. Because at the end of the day, if the Lord's going to get something done on the earth, he's going to do it through his church. He's going to do it through people that believe on him. God has given you and me as Christians the privilege to be his hands, his feet, his mouth. So that we can bless people, so that we can share with them the truth, so that we can lay hands on the sick and see the power of God heal people, so that we can speak the wisdom of God, that we can speak the knowledge words of God, so that we can, as the Bible says, cast out devils. There are people that are possessed with devils. They're vexed of demonic power, and you have an authority. You have a power. You have God, the Holy Spirit, who gives you authority to tread on serpents, as the Bible says, an imagery of treading on demonic powers and principalities. See, this power of the Holy Spirit is so necessary for the day we live in. Because apart from the working of the Holy Spirit, there are people who will hear the word of God. They'll sit in pews at churches. They'll attend Bible studies. They'll watch broadcasts, but they'll never be set free until the power of the Holy Spirit breaks that thing off of them. And like the like water, like this river of God that will flow from the throne for the healing of the nations. The power of the Holy Spirit flows through you as a river to heal, to bring peace, to bring restoration, to bring comfort, to bring guidance, to bring truth, to bring deliverance. The Holy Spirit fills me so he can flow through me. Now, what are the conditions that you and I have to meet in order to receive the Holy Spirit like water? 
when I see this, verse 37, I see a couple things, and I have to give credit to Reverend Finestake, who put together the Dake Annotator Reference Bible. He made this list, and it's awesome. John 7, 37, on the last day of that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, put this in the comment section, stay thirsty. <laughs> Type that out. Say it out loud where you're listening. Podcast listeners, stay thirsty. First condition, the first prerequisite to be filled with this river that flows from your belly, the power of the Holy Spirit. What is it necessary? What is necessary? Not a one-time event, a daily habit. How do you and I live as Christians? We stay thirsty. If anyone thirsts, you and I must stay thirsty. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the psalmist said it very well in Psalm 63.1. He put it real, real good. Psalm 63 Verse 1, David put it this way, O God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power, to see your glory, because your loving kindness is better than life, and my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. David's saying here, Lord, I seek after you like I'm a man in a desert looking for an oasis. You and I as believers, we have to stay thirsty for the water of God, which is the moving and the working and the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. Never stop yearning and desiring the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Stay thirsty. Jesus said it. If anyone thirsts, first requirement. You've got to say, stay thirsty. Like David said, I, it's just like I was dropped in the middle of a desert and I've got to find water. That's how I'm seeking and searching for you and your power and your glory. Notice this, Isaiah, this is a prophetic word, but man, it's, it is so powerful. The book of Isaiah has so many things that, that correlate to us as Christians and believers nowadays, as well as what will take place uh, in these end time events we see in the prophecy of Daniel and Revelation concerning Israel, but there's so many spiritual equivalents to us as the church. Isaiah 41, 17, the poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them, and I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Jesus said the poor in spirit, they will inherit the kingdom of God in the Beatitudes. Isaiah 44, verse 3, 44, 3, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty. The floods on the dry ground, I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my offspring, my blessing on your offspring. Notice that. What is the byproduct? What is the product? What's the effect of the cause of staying thirsty? If, if that's even proper grammar, I don't know if it is. But what is the product? What happens when you're thirsty? When you're thirsty for the things of God, when you're desiring the things of God, what does God do in return? He pours out his spirit 
He pours water on the thirsty. I will pour water on the thirsty. Just like a dry ground, imagine a dry barren ground. It hasn't had any rain. It's hard. It's, it needs to be broken up and softened up. There's cracks in it. You can see how dry it's dusty. And then there's a hard rain that comes and it just rains and rains and the ground soaks it up. That's how our spirit is to the Holy Spirit. And as you're thirsty for the things of God, he will fill you. Now notice this. First requirement, be thirsty. Second one, come unto me. I want you to put that in the comment section. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. John 7, 37. Jesus tells us how to stay full of the Holy Spirit. John 7, 37. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Let him come to me. Say that. Come to Jesus. Stay thirsty and come to Jesus. See, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, probably many of y'all have heard this verse before, but hopefully it gives you a different light, a little bit different understanding as you hear it this way. Matthew 11, verse 28 says this, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, I am meek, humble, and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You won't rest in a restless world. You can only receive that by the Holy Spirit. When you come to Christ, he will fill you with, his, with the Spirit of God. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. First requirement, stay thirsty. Second one, Come to Jesus. What does that really mean? It means surrender. You want the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? You've got to surrender. You know, someone might say, well, what does it take? What does it take to follow Jesus? Everything. What will it cost you to follow Jesus? Everything. It will cost you your whole life. But the reward is so far greater than the cost. The reward is so far greater than the cost. The blessing of his presence is far greater than anything this world can give you. As the psalmist said, I have tasted and seen that the Lord, he is good. Surrender is what is required to be full of the Holy Spirit. Surrender. That's what it means to come to Jesus. It means to surrender. It means to say, Jesus, you are my Lord. What is Lord? Master, commander, leader, the one in charge, the head honcho. Jesus, you're my Lord. Surrender. When you're thirsty and you surrender to the things of God, okay, what does Jesus say? What's the next thing we must do to receive the Holy Spirit like water? If anyone thirst, stay thirst. Let him come to me, come to Jesus, and drink. Put that in the comment section. Drink exclamation mark. Drink or drank. Some of y'all don't drink. Some of y'all drank. Better be water, maybe soda, sometimes sweet tea, but you, and, and juice and milk. We ain't, we ain't adding anything else in there. Oh no, that'll get you in trouble. When I'm saying drinking, I mean drinking the water of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Third step, 
third condition to receive the Holy Spirit like water. Stay thirsty, come to Jesus, and drink. Drink from the river of life. Drink from the fountain of God. That's right, Suzanne. Drink, drink, drink. Drink it up. Hey, you know what? And I've never, I'm going to be honest with you. I guess I started drinking water uh, 32 years ago. I'm 32 years old. So maybe seven, you know, what they say for, it changes. I remember my mom and someone else saying that when, when they had me and had their children years ago, the doctors would tell you to give your baby so much water. But when we had Naomi, it's like, no, they don't need any water. Just drink milk. There's water in the milk. So anyways, let's just say roughly for 31, 32-ish years, I've been drinking water. Isn't that interesting? I didn't drink one glass of water when I was one year old and say, thanks, mom, I'll never need water again. No. In fact, I actually have an app on my phone, a Lose It app, that helps me track what I eat. Because if I don't track what I eat, I'll eat everything I see. And if I eat everything I see, I'll be as big as my house. <laughs> I have to keep myself accountable. But in that app, it has a place where I can track water, how much water I drink. And I have a goal of how much water I drink because I just feel better when I drink more water during the day. Um, you know, if, if you don't drink enough water, sometimes you get headaches. You feel kind of crummy and cruddy. Well, notice that. I don't just drink one glass of water a day. I'll drink a dozen or so glasses of water a day. I mean, I've got a, this Igloo big 64-ounce bottle I'm carrying around. I'm going to fill that up and drink it and do it again. Why? Why don't you just stop with one, one sip of water, AJ? Because in order for me to live, I need it. I need the water flowing through me. I need that natural water flowing through my body in order for me to live my fullest, to live healthy, to live on full of energy so that my body can do everything it needs to do, right? Think about that. What is, what is it? 70% of your body is made of water, something like that. Well, I believe the Christian life is probably in that same way full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Word of God. Don't just drink once from the river of God. Don't just drink once from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Drink continually every day throughout the day. I mean, we eat three, four. Most people eat three meals. I've done a little bit better lately, but in a good, if I get in a good routine, I can eat about five, six times a day. <laughs> you know, a couple meals and a couple snacks. Well, why is it that we only may, may eat the word once a week. Well, th well, that won't make for a very sp strong spirit, will it? And neither will drinking from the water of the river of God, the Holy Spirit, make you strong in the things of God if you only drink once every now and then. Drink every day. Set aside time every day to go before the Lord in prayer. Pray in the Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. And drink from the water of God. Because when you're, when you're thirsty and you come to Jesus and you drink, you'll receive all he has for you. See, Acts ver, uh, verse, excuse me, Revelation twenty two seventeen. 17. I got ahead of myself a little bit. Revelation twenty two seventeen says this, and the Spirit, Holy Spirit, capital S, and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Again, talking about that river that will be in the new heavens and new earth. But it, it is a symbol. It's a symbolic of what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life right now. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Anyone who's thirsty, come and drink. 
because the Holy Spirit, you receive the Holy Spirit when you live in obedience to God. It's just that simple. You know, you can, you can say, well, when, what we read in John 7, what Jesus said, if anyone's thirsty, let them come unto me and drink. You might say, oh, isn't that just so pretty? Doesn't that just sound so good? Oh, yeah. Let's put that on a Facebook status. Let's make a little mural of it. Oh, that's just so sweet. Or you can say, that's a word for me. Lord, I'm thirsty. I desire you. I come to you, Jesus, and I'm going to drink in your goodness. I'm going to drink in the presence of God. I'm going to live and abide by the river of God, drinking in the work of the Holy Spirit, flowing me like a river, Holy Spirit. You can either just let it be passive. Oh, that's so pretty. That's so nice. Maybe one day we'll sing a song that's got those words in it. Or this is how I live. I'm thirsty for the things of God. I'm going to drink all that I can drink. I'm going to become waterlogged. Love, laugh. Yeah, live, laugh, love, Laura. That's exactly right. We can make it a live, laugh, love sign. That's my favorite sign, by the way. No offense if you have one. <laughs> Acts 5.32. And we are as witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey God. And that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not just trying to pick on people or make fun of things. But if you approach the word of God like, oh, isn't that just so sweet? Isn't that just a nice little book? You know, the, the, I, believe, I believe the Bible has a lot of nice things to say. Yeah. Oh, isn't it just a wonderful book of wisdom and knowledge? Or that, that's not going to get you anything with God. That will not get you anywhere with God. That will not do anything supernatural in your life. But when you approach the word of God and say, this is my manual for living. This is how I will live, breathe, move, and have my being. Acts 17 says, we live, move, and breathe, and have our being in Christ Jesus. And this word is a manual for my life. You know, I was talking to my dad just yesterday, and he said this. He said, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And, and he wasn't saying it in a judgmental way. He was saying it with a very heavy heart. We're just talking about some different things. He said, it's unfortunate because many Christians just aren't serious students of the Bible. And he said this, he said, the same person that will maybe open their Bible once a week, or maybe not even that, they'll just hear it read to them at church when they go. The same person, that same person that will be very lazy to study the word. You can take that same person and put them in a job. And he said, if they worked at a nuclear plant and they were in charge of the nuclear plant, he said, I guarantee you they would know everything there is to know about that nuclear reactor. Because if they don't get it right, it could blow up and cause take their life and cost the life of everyone that's living, working there and living around the place and bring, bring destruction. And he said, why is it that they would take a natural knowledge and wisdom to heart so much more when this has a greater, greater potential to produce life. And without it, your, your life will lead to destruction without the knowledge of God. So be a serious student of the word of God. And don't just study the word of God to know it. Know it so you can obey it. Study the word of God to know it so that you can live it. That's what it means to obey. It means you're living out what God has said for you to do. And the work of the Holy Spirit is a real thing. He is a real person doing a real work in you, a supernatural work. 
that will bless you and strengthen you. Let him have his way in your life. Let him produce his power, his life, his might in you. Let him flow in you like a river of living water. Like a river of living water. Well, I had I, I was hoping to hit two today, but I just went a little bit over on this first one. Ain't ain't nothing but a thing. We'll we'll catch up tomorrow. No problem. Today was a good, good broadcast. We're already coming up on close to the one o'clock hour. Again, I want to remind you, join me tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. We've got three more sessions. Holy Spirit, the helper you need. And hey, look, if uh, you know, you're watching this broadcast either right now in the live on Facebook, YouTube, on Instagram, or maybe you're watching the replay of it, or you're listening to the podcast of it and you don't have a home church, and you're in the Lawrence County area, I want to invite you this coming Sunday. It's a pretty big Sunday in the world of Christendom. It's kind of a big deal, but we're going to be celebrating the risen Christ this coming Sunday, April 17th. Services here at Gospel Tabernacle start at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come early to get a seat. We'll be live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. But I tell you what, there's just something about being in the house of God with the people of God in the presence of God. So come join us this Easter. We're going to have a lot of great stuff for the kids. Uh, make plans. Be here early. I want to see you. I'm saving a seat just for you. And remember, before you leave, if you've jumped on after my announcement at the beginning of this broadcast, we're doing a giveaway. I'm going to announce winners Friday. So what you've got to, what do you have to do in order to win the giveaway? You got to share the broadcast. There's more of you watching now than there were when we started off. So share the broadcast on Facebook, like and subscribe on YouTube comment and follow on Instagram, and that will put you into a pot. And every time you interact of sharing and subscribing, all that, when you interact in those ways, it'll just put your name in the pot more times. And what are we going to give away? I'm going to give away to two different people. We can have two winners come Friday. We're going to give away this book by Pastor Lester Summerall, The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit. Wonderful, wonderful book, powerful work of God. It is a great study. It will help you to continue this study of the Holy Spirit, who he is and what he does in your life. And lunch on me, Chick-fil-A. Hey, I mentioned that yesterday. Obviously, I can't take you out for Chick-fil-A uh, lunch on Easter. It was just a con man. I was just being a con man, trying to run a con job. Obviously, I can't take you out on Sunday. But I can, if you share the broadcast and you win, I can take you out for lunch via gift card. Am I not a nice guy? I like to think I am. Sometimes I am. No, I tried my best to be. Hey, I'm thankful that you joined me today. Let's pray. Let me bless you before we leave. In Jesus' name. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your power and your might that works in us by the Holy Spirit. Even now, Lord, we say we are thirsty for the things of God. We desire greatly like a man in the desert looking for water. That's our hearts turned towards you. And you have promised those that hunger and thirst after, right, after you, Father, will be filled with you, Lord. We will be filled with righteousness. We will be filled with your power and your might. So Jesus, in Jesus' name, Fill us, baptize us again and again, a fresh anointing, a fresh infilling, a fresh flow of the river of God, 
of the presence of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, if you agree and you believe that, won't you shout or type amen? And let me know that you agree in prayer with that. Again, I hope to see you the rest of this week. Monday through Friday, we've already got two sessions down. So we've got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. for the lunchtime broadcast. Holy Spirit, the helper you need. And of course, tomorrow night, Wednesday night service. Join us for Wednesday night service. Pastor Leon, he just started a study on the book of Revelation. What better time to study the book of Revelation than right now when you see so many people mentioning, talking about prophecy. We're living in the last days. He just finished up the book of Daniel. Now he's going through the book of Revelation. I wouldn't miss it for anything. So be here uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., adult Bible study. We also have got Royal Rangers, Girls Ministries for the boys and girls. For We've got adult Bible study, kids Bible study, classes for the whole family. And then, of course, I'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday, 12 p.m. Hey, I love you all. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.